You're listening to the Solar Disruption Theory Podcast. Step inside some of the most forward-thinking minds in solar today. This show explores a deeper side of solar each month as Freedom Forever leaders sit down with CEOs, activists, and other solar experts to break the solar industry wide open. We'll discuss solar trends, news, and everything you need to know about how you can join us on the path of disruption. This is the Solar Disruption Theory. Hey everyone, welcome to the Solar Disruption Theory Podcast. I'm Sean McCready, and we've got something special that we've put together for you. In honor of Earth Day, we're going to be talking about the ways you can get involved at home to support this wonderful planet. But first, let's see what's been going on in the news. China and the U.S. say they're committed to working together in other countries on tackling climate change. It comes after several meetings between Chinese climate envoy Xi Jinping and his U.S. counterpart John Kerry in Shanghai last week. They both agreed on further specific actions to reduce emissions, a joint statement said on Sunday. The United States and China are committed to cooperating with each other and with other countries to tackle the climate crisis, which must be addressed with the seriousness and urgency that it demands, the statement said. It added that both nations will continue to discuss concrete actions in the 2020s to reduce emissions aimed at keeping the Paris Agreement-aligned temperature limit within reach. Both nations also agreed to help developing countries finance a switch to low-carbon energy. After four years of America First, now President Biden is trying to reclaim U.S. leadership in the fight against climate change. President Biden held a virtual summit of more than three dozen world leaders this week aimed at ratcheting up international climate ambitions and reestablishing the United States as a leader in the efforts to slow the planet's warming. And today, President Biden opened up the global summit on climate change by announcing that the United States will aim to cut its greenhouse gas emissions in half based on 2005 levels by the end of the decade. This is part of an aggressive push to combat climate change at home and persuade other major economies around the world to follow suit. This is our planet that's at stake, so we're really hoping that people take this seriously and really do follow suit. As we had previously reported, uh, this is no secret, in February, Texas was hit with the devastating snowstorm Uri. The storm forced power outages throughout the state, leaving many Texans out of power when they needed it most. Not only did Texans face difficulties powering their home, but once their bill came, they faced astronomical electricity prices. This is because Texas's utilities charge for electricity based on supply and demand. According to the New York Times and Washington Post, residents are seeing record high electricity bills up to $17,000 after the storm. Even if the storm is over and the state is warming up again, the electricity crisis in Texas is far from over. Now, two months after the Texas blackout, the Texas Electric Reliability Council issued a conservation alert asking Texans to conserve as much electricity as possible. About 25% of power generating units are under maintenance, causing a shortage in power. The weather also turned out warmer than expected, so conditions were not ideal. They were concerned about demand causing another power outage. The conservation alert left Texans worried about grid reliability and more possible blackouts. It also raises questions about electricity rates. Texas utilities charge based on demand. Rates can fluctuate according to local power usage. So this makes energy bills completely unpredictable. To learn more about this ongoing crisis, head over to the Freedom Forever blog. We've got a great article up, and uh, I think it's really useful for our audience. I recently read an article that was super interesting. So in the 1930s, the federal government created maps of hundreds of cities, rating the riskiness of different neighborhoods for real estate investment by grading them best, still desirable, declining, or hazardous. Race played a defining role. 
black and immigrant neighborhoods were typically rated hazardous and outlined in red, denoting a perilous place to lend money. For decades, people in redlined areas were denied access to federally backed mortgages and other credit, fueling a cycle of disinvestment. In 2016, these old redlining maps were digitized by historians at the University of Richmond. Researchers comparing them to today's cities have spotted striking patterns. Across more than 100 cities, a recent study found formerly redlined neighborhoods are today five degrees hotter in summer, on average, than areas once favored for housing loans, with some cities seeing differences as large as 12 degrees. Redline neighborhoods, which remain lower income and more likely to have black or Hispanic residents, consistently have far fewer trees and parks that help cool the air. They also have more paved surfaces, such as asphalt lots or nearby highways, that absorb and radiate heat. Now, I don't know if this is a common fact or not, but heat is the nation's deadliest weather disaster, killing as many as 12,000 people a year. Now, as global warming brings ever more intense heat waves, cities like Richmond are drawing up plans to adapt and confronting a historical legacy that has left communities of color far more vulnerable to heat. To start, the city has announced a goal of ensuring that everyone in Richmond is within a 10-minute walk of a park, working with the Science Museum of Virginia and community partners to identify city-owned properties in vulnerable neighborhoods that could be converted into green space. It's the city's first large-scale greening project since the 1970s. Now, green space can be transformative. Trees can cool down neighborhoods by several degrees during a heat wave, and they help to lower electric bills as well as the risk of death. When planted near roads, trees can help filter air pollution. The presence of green space can even reduce stress levels for people living nearby. And trees have another climate benefit. Unlike paved surfaces, they can soak up water in their roots, reducing flooding during downpours. This topic has come up many times over the past couple episodes of our show, and it's evident that energy poverty, redlining, and other culture-based issues should be top of mind when it comes to the climate. To learn more about organizations that are helping with these issues, check out our Green for All episode and also the Solar United Neighbors episode to see how these organizations are bringing energy equality to light. Another bit of interesting news, the country's largest mine workers union signaled recently that it would accept a transition away from fossil fuels in exchange for new jobs in renewable energy, spending on technology to make coal cleaner, and financial aid for miners who lose their jobs. Cecil E. Roberts is the president of the United Mine Workers of America, and in an interview he said, there needs to be a tremendous investment here. We always end up dealing with climate change, closing down coal mines. We never get the second piece of it. The Mine Workers Plan, which Mr. Roberts is presenting at an event with West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, calls for the creation of new jobs in Appalachia through tax credits that would subsidize the making of solar panels, wind turbine components, and by funding the reclamation of abandoned mines that pose a risk to public health. The mine workers are also calling for spending on research on carbon capture and storage technology, which would allow coal-fired plants to store carbon dioxide underground rather than release it into the atmosphere, and for policies that allow coal plants to remain open if they commit to installing the technology. The union wants the federal government to support miners who lose their jobs through retraining and by replacing their wages, health insurance, and pensions. So we'll see how that goes. Now, the science of climate change is more solid and widely agreed upon than we might think. But the scope of the topic, as well as a ton of disinformation, can make it really hard to separate fact from fiction. So 
The New York Times just recently put out a very informative, unbiased look at the issues at hand. It's called The Science of Climate Change Explained, Facts, Evidence, and Proof. Uh, it's a great study. There's a lot of information. Highly recommend you check it out. It's going to be in our show notes. Uh, you know, Take a look and make the decision for yourself. This last bit of news is near and dear to our hearts in California. California utilities are trying to deprive Californians of a significant solar benefit, net metering. Net metering in California is one of the greatest benefits to California solar homeowners. If the utilities succeed at reducing net metering rates or canceling it altogether, it could make solar five times more expensive than it is today. Eliminating this benefit stunts solar energy growth and makes the fight against climate change that much harder. There's a lot at stake, but luckily you have the power to protect net metering and solar. So what's at stake? Eliminating net metering in California would greatly hurt the solar market. Current solar owners may still be able to benefit from current net metering programs, but this could change. Future solar owners would no longer be eligible for net metering. According to Save California Solar, California utilities are also lobbying to impose a monthly fee to new solar owners of up to $80 just for having solar. Utilities are trying to make solar inaccessible and expensive by imposing the following changes. Imposing a monthly fee of up to $80 for solar homeowners. Reducing solar savings by 50 to 75% by eliminating net metering. Removing the 20-year grandfathering for existing solar owners, ruining their investment and creating uncertainty of the solar market. So here's what you can do to help save net metering in California. Saving the solar industry in California is crucial. Solar truly is an investment in the economic growth of the state and local communities. Not only does solar help save the environment, but it saves taxpayers and homeowners money. It's crucial to defend net metering in California and defend solar. To do so, you can sign the petition by Save California Solar at savecaliforniasolar.org to ask Governor Newsom to step in and strengthen net metering and make solar and batteries more affordable and accessible. We also encourage you to sign up for online learnings to learn more about solar and what you can do to be a solar advocate. Organizations like the California Solar Plus Storage Association, the Solar Rights Alliance, Solar United Neighbors, they're all organizing to help save solar across the country, but more specifically in California. Again, savecaliforniasolar.org, head over, sign the petition, Tell all your friends, tell your family, anybody in California can be affected by this. So please join the fight. Uh, so that's it for the news. Let's talk about adding some things to your playlist. So there's been a ton of great podcasts and documentaries, mini docs on climate change. And we thought, why not put together a quick little list to talk about these great programs that are out in the world right now that you can stream today. So up first, BBC Radio 4 has a great program called 39 Ways to Save the Planet. And uh, you're going to find a lot of information on how to combat climate change yourself and what companies and, and different people around the country can do around the world. Uh, but there was one really interesting topic called Chill Hunters, and it discusses the best climate solution you've never heard of. So around the world, there are teams of people who are working to track down and destroy hidden sources of greenhouse gases, stopping them from harming the planet. Some of the gases, which are used in refrigeration, have many times the global warming potential of carbon dioxide. So these teams are working to stop these gases from causing damage to the planet. Teams from Tradewater, a company funded through climate offsetting, are working around the world negotiating with governments, private companies, and individuals to find ways to find, secure, and destroy the gases safely. It's a super interesting topic, and you'll find this and more in BBC Radio 4's 39 Ways to Save the Planet. Now, this one has been a little bit more... Uh, 
visible, I guess. Seaspiracy, directed by Ali Tabrizi. Uh, it's a 2021 documentary. And so the description is the filmmakers who inspired a wave of people to explore or convert to veganism and vegetarianism with Cowspiracy in 2014 to the ocean in this feature length documentary that is just awe inspiring. Viewers can expect to be faced with some eye-watering facts and statistics surrounding our mistreatment of the world's oceans. From unsustainable fishing and the dumping of plastics to despicable modern slavery used to provide cheap seafood year-round, this is an unflinching indictment of current practices, and you can find that streaming now on Netflix. Also on Netflix, directed by Rebecca Harrell and Josh Tickle, Kiss the Ground. Earth with a small E is the focus of this Woody Harrelson-narrated documentary. While some may regard the forensic analysis of soils and microbes an unsexy topic, this film, which made a splash at the influential Tribeca Film Festival last year, could never be described as dull. The filmmakers craft compelling arguments against modern farming techniques and simultaneously show how a wiser, more ecological use of the same land could benefit not just the environment, but its farmers too. Again, streaming on Netflix. The image of a stern-looking teen eyeing the last U.S. president with abject disapproval is now an iconic image, as are shots of the Swedish activists sitting on pavement with a humble sign reading, School Strike for Climate. While they represent just the tip of the figuratively speaking Thunberg, the documentary I Am Greta paints a highly polished portrait that offers a more private and empathetic side of the remarkable young woman and her struggle to become the voice of a jilted generation. You can check this one out on BBC iPlayer. Another great one to check out is Honeyland, which is a beautiful story about North Macedonian beekeepers and their conservation message. It's been a hit. More subtle than other such ecological films, it demonstrates immense trust between the filmmakers and their affable subjects, while showing a way of life that seems to belong to an altogether different era. This one's streaming on Amazon Prime and YouTube. So who doesn't like to listen to David Attenborough speak? His unique tone looms large in the feature-length David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet, which is a witness statement about his nine decades on Earth. Listening to him explain the unsustainable rise of the human population and with it the percentage of CO2 in the atmosphere can feel dispiriting, but the legendary naturalist's message isn't entirely hopeless. As well as mourning what we've lost, Attenborough offers sage advice on what we can do to change. This one is also streaming on Netflix. I hope you check it out. Ice on Fire, the second collaboration between actor and climate champion Leonardo DiCaprio and director Layla Connors, is an alarming examination of the potential for global catastrophe at the hands of Arctic thawing. Hearing from climate witnesses and progressive scientists around the world, it explains not just the peril we face through inaction, but also looks at the innovations around the world specializing in carbon capture. As one of the Green Revolutionaries asks, is it game over? Or is it, in fact, game on? This one you'll find streaming on Amazon Prime. And to round out our list, considering he's discussing what could be the worst apocalyptic outcomes of the climate catastrophe, garrulous Australian filmmaker Damon Gamow has remarkably upbeat temperament in his environmental passion project called 2040. Motivated by a desire to create a better world for his daughter, the director and frontman chooses not to pour over the grim minutiae of worst-case scenarios, instead dedicating his film to championing eco-measures that already exist. If scaled properly, Gamow argues with admirable sincerity they could literally save the world. You'll find this streaming on Amazon Prime and YouTube. Happy Earth Day! 
It's Earth Month, Earth Day. In honor of the event, I wanted to discuss some ways for you to get involved at home and with your own circles to help this planet we love so much. But first, there's a few things going on, and Freedom Forever wants to help take care of our planet by raising awareness and promoting clean energy, and here's how we're doing it. For Arbor Day, we're partnering with the Canopy Project to help plant trees. The Canopy Project is part of the larger efforts led by EarthDay.org, who has a mission to diversify, educate, and activate the environmental movement worldwide. Growing out of the first Earth Day in 1970, EarthDay.org is the world's largest recruiter to the environmental movement, working with more than 75,000 partners in over 192 countries to drive positive action for our planet. Freedom Forever will be making a donation to the Canopy Project and will match donations raised by employees to really make an impact. We're so excited to get this going. Also, we're helping via our Earth Day giveaway. Right now, we're running a contest where one lucky winner will receive an Earth-friendly energy-saving prize bundle, including a Nest Learning thermostat, a three-pack of Nest temperature sensors, a SolGuard LifePack backpack, a four-pack of smart plugs, and a solar-powered speaker. And it's really easy to enter. All you have to do is go over to our Instagram, at Freedom Forever Solar, like the post, follow us, and tag two friends who support Restoring the Earth. It's that simple. You have through April 29th for your chance to win. Again, check out our Instagram, at Freedom Forever Solar. Now, on with our topic. I'd like for you to think at home, close your eyes, and just really imagine, what does Earth Day mean to you? To me, it's a coming together of all members of this planet, all citizens of Earth, to really understand what the Earth is going through, how we are impacting it, and how we, as a global community, can come together to create help for our planet, to create a better climate, to create better breathable air, to create more sustainable energy. Together, we can make a huge change. And we've come up with some really great articles and some really great topics to help you help the Earth. So let's start with some tips to make remote work environmentally sustainable. The COVID-19 pandemic brought lots of changes, including a new remote work from home normal. Over 44% of U.S. employees are currently working from home, and it looks like this trend is here to stay. According to a survey by Gartner, 82% of company leaders plan to allow remote work for their employees after reopening from the COVID-19 pandemic. The work-from-home model appeals to many, but it is especially attractive for our planet. Transportation is the highest contributor to greenhouse gas emissions. According to the EPA, the average car emits 404 grams of CO2 per mile. If the average daily U.S. commute is 15 miles, that's an average of 4.6 metric tons per year. Just think of how much you're already helping, especially if your commute is longer than average. We are already at a great start, but there are other small changes you can make to make your job more sustainable. Start with your home remote workspace. Although you're already cutting your daily commute, there's a concern for increased energy consumption at home. Consider your neighbors who are also working from home, powering their computers and other electronic devices at the same time as you. They also need to cool or warm their homes during work hours to remain comfortable. This increased grid usage increases the risk of power outages. Right now may be a great time to go solar to help produce your own power. Of course, there are also smaller changes you can make. Consider a smart thermostat that helps cut your energy consumption. Invest in energy-efficient appliances. Not only is this good for the environment, but it could save you money off your energy bill. There are many small changes that can help you reduce your carbon footprint at home. Check out the Freedom Forever blog to learn more. 
We've also put together a guide, Recycling 101, your ultimate guide. So as someone who cares about the environment, you likely already recycle or you're considering adopting this practice. Unfortunately, many don't realize that recycling can make a major impact on your local community and the global environment. Just one simple practice can make a big difference. Recycling is something you can easily adapt into your everyday life as long as you know some basics. Consider this a crash course for everything you need to know to either begin recycling or perfect your recycling methods. This guide we've put together will go over the benefits of recycling, how to recycle the right way, how to recycle the wrong way, and finding some products that will help with this to make a big impact on the world. We've also put together some tips for you on sustainable spring cleaning. Spring is in full bloom. It's many people's favorite season and the best time to declutter and clean your home. Spring cleaning is a beloved tradition, but you may feel a bit guilty as you stare at the trash can full of paper towels. Adopting some green habits this year can help you make your spring cleaning more environmentally friendly while saving you money in the process. So for some great information on gathering green cleaning products, reducing waste by reusing tools, and using fresh air as your ally, go check out the Freedom Forever blog, Sustainable Spring Cleaning Tips. If you've gone solar or are looking to go solar, we've got a great article about saving the oceans with solar power. Saving the oceans is top of mind for many environmentalists and for good reason. The oceans are home to many beautiful creatures and wonders, but are also crucial to reducing climate change. The ocean absorbs over 90% of atmospheric heat and about 30% of carbon dioxide emissions. Ocean conservation, also known as marine conservation, is crucial to help fight climate change. There are many things you can do to help, but did you know that solar panels actively help conservation efforts too? Solar power reduces our reliance on fossil fuels and reduces greenhouse gas emissions, helping the ocean absorb even more heat and emissions. So check out the blog and spread the word. You can save the oceans with solar power. The theme for Earth Day 2021 is Restore the Earth. When something is restored, it's brought back to an earlier and better condition. When it comes to restoring something as massive as the planet, it's going to take all of us to get it done. Here are some actions we can all take to help cool the climate, reduce pollution and litter, and help wildlife thrive. Just as Rome wasn't built in a day, it will take time to restore our planet, but at the very least, we can leave the Earth in better condition for future generations by taking just a few simple actions today. To start, plant some trees. The science is clear that Earth is getting hotter, and that comes with disastrous consequences. Excessive heat is caused by carbon in the atmosphere retaining heat from the sun. The simple fix is to remove some carbon from the atmosphere. Thankfully, nature has supplied us with some simple yet effective carbon capture devices. Trees. You can plant trees in your own yard, volunteer with reforesting organizations to help them plant trees, or donate to the Canopy Project, like we are. If you choose to donate, one tree will be planted for every dollar donated. Improve the Earth's health by improving your own. Many people include a lot of meat in their diet, too much in fact for good health. You don't have to cut meat out entirely, instead consider switching to a diet such as the Mediterranean diet. This simple yet delicious diet has been shown in studies to help with weight loss, prevent heart attacks, strokes, and type 2 diabetes. Meat is expensive and its production is carbon intensive. By simply reducing the amount of meat in your diet, you'll improve your health and the earth at the same time. Minimize your use of electricity in the evening. The amount of energy we use varies throughout the day, but it peaks in the evening between 5 and 6 p.m. That peak usage forces the use of fossil fuel power plants. You can help reduce the need for fossil fuel usage by minimizing your electricity consumption in the evenings. Try to run major appliances during the day. If you have solar power for your home, 
you'll be able to save by using the electricity that your system produces by running major appliances during the day. In dry climates, consider evaporative cooling. When it gets hot, the air conditioning comes on. Air conditioning uses a lot of power. Thankfully, there is a more energy efficient alternative, evaporative cooling. Evaporative coolers, also known as swamp coolers, use water to absorb heat. A fan blows air through a type of mesh that has water running through it. That causes the water to evaporate, which in turn cools the air. On a dry, hot day, a swamp cooler may be able to cool the air by as much as 20 degrees Fahrenheit. That can cool 100 degree temperatures down into the 80s. Evaporative cooling won't cool the air as much as an air conditioner, but it uses a lot less electricity. The only downside to a swamp cooler is that it doesn't work when it's humid. I used a swamp cooler my whole life growing up in Southern California, and I think they're great. Use green energy. Going solar is one of the biggest things you can do to help restore the earth. You can continue to power your home using the greenest energy possible even after the sun goes down by choosing an electricity provider that uses mostly renewable energy. If you have home solar, you can also consider installing home batteries that can power your home in the evenings. In California, electric rates are highest in the evenings, so batteries can help you avoid those expensive peak rates and they provide power to your home in blackouts. Reduce, reuse, recycle, repair. Restoring the earth requires more than just smart energy usage. We need to stop using more resources than the earth can sustainably provide. Try to avoid using single-use plastic bags. Keep reusable bags in your car so they are convenient for you to use. Avoid single-use plastic bags whenever possible and recycle the ones you can avoid. Fix broken things, fix the planet. Modern society has been characterized as a throwaway society. One big reason for this is we've stopped fixing things. Before you decide to throw something away, try to find out if it can be fixed. If you can fix something yourself, you might even save money over buying something new. Demand action. Public pressure in recent years has led to carbon reduction efforts at the national, state, and local levels. It has even made some companies choose to reduce their carbon footprint. Calling or writing your elected representatives, petitioning companies, and demanding action may not seem like it could do much, but if we all do it, a lot will get done. It has worked, and if we all demand action, it's going to work. And back on the topic of solar, if you didn't know, home solar power is carbon negative. It just takes two years for a solar panel to generate enough electricity to cover the carbon used to manufacture, distribute, and install the solar panel. The oldest solar system in America is about 40 years old, and it still works. By going solar, you automatically make a long-term commitment to cutting carbon emissions. By choosing to use your own solar power wisely, you may also cut your utility bills. It's a win-win for you and the Earth. Consider going solar and making your own long-term commitment to restore the Earth today. So try for yourself. There's a lot of great nuggets in this episode. And within our blogs, we encourage you to read all of the ones that we listed. They're going to be in our show notes. Uh, we're so happy to be able to celebrate Earth Day with you this year. Thank you so much for listening. On that note, that's our time for today. Thanks so much for tuning into this special episode. To learn more about ways you can get involved, head over to the Freedom Forever blog, where we have a wealth of resources on solar, environmental causes, and more. Make sure you enter our giveaway. Head over to our Instagram for details on how to enter before April 29th, 2021, at Freedom Forever Solar on Instagram. And make sure you sign the petition to Save California Solar. You can find more at SaveCaliforniaSolar.org. 
For everything you need to know about Freedom Forever and the Solar Disruption Theory podcast, visit solardisruptiontheory.com. Also make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and help us share this podcast with the environmentalists in your world. I'm Sean McCready, and on behalf of the team, thank you so much for listening to the Solar Disruption Theory podcast. Happy Earth Day. We'll talk to you soon.